The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome everyone to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. On this show, we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And that's always what our dreams are trying to bring us to. That's what I believe anyway. If it were my dream, that's what it is. It's about wholeness. It's about integration. It's about getting your power back. It's about growing your power, growing your love and becoming the you that you dreamt yourself into being before you were born. That's my whole story and I'm sticking to it. So before we get down and dreamy, I'm going to lead us in a little prayer just to get really calm because God, I need it. Life is in session. I'm in the middle of a storm here in Topanga and got a thousand people staying with us and cars broken down and this, woo, it's a crazy world out there. So let's just turn within. When all goes wild externally, we turn within. Take a big deep breath with me if you would and exhale away any stress or any storms or any worry, anything that isn't you, that isn't truly you from the highest place. And let your exhale throughout the time that we have together during this show, let it be an invitation to let more and more and more go, to go behind the scenes of who you are and release any barriers, any blocks, any masks that don't serve you. Let's let our breathing help us become lucid in this waking dream we're having so that with every new breath, we can breathe in our connection to the sunlight of the spirit, that wisdom, that love, that guidance that is dreaming us all the time, this presence that is wrapping itself around us even as we speak, that is filled with guidance even when it seems that we're up against a wall, it reveals a window, a door, a path. And if we pay attention to this energy, if we breathe it in and we connect with it, then we are always guided to our next best step. And we become a beneficial presence to the world around us. And that ripple effect goes out and touches the greater world. When we become lucid in our lives, we become these awake beings that don't take the drama personally and don't add to it. We wake up, so we become drama erasers. We just stay fine-tuned and honed in like the honeybee just go straight for the honey. When we are lucid in our lives, we just focus on the love and we and we want to grow and we go into the things that are the best. So we can wake up and become lucid now because consider this prayer, consider these words to be your tap on the shoulder. You're remembering that you're dreaming right now. You're dreaming right now. 
Make it a good dream. You've got directorial input into the dream you're having, whether it's a sleeping dream or a waking dream. They're all connected. So take a big, deep breath, becoming willing, so willing to become as lucid as possible. Build that muscle so that you can be here and have this become an ordinary reference point for you. So thank you so much. And so it is. Amen. Ah, woman. Ah, dreams. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. If you have a question about how to become a better lucid dreamer, or if you've had a lucid dream that you want to share, or if you're not quite sure if it was a lucid dream, if it was just a really vivid dream and you want to share it, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, that number is 816-251-3555. So in just a few minutes on the show, I'm going to bring on Bob Haas, who is the founder of the Dream Science Foundation. He's authored so many books. I can't even count them all. He's got two new ones that he's going to be sharing with us. And and you're going to be hearing all about him. But let me just first acknowledge Mrs. Nancy T. Nancy T is my dreamy, dreamy friend who is an actress. And she's becoming quite the dream expert and quite lucid in her life as well these days. And she always brings to us so much joy and such great dream insight. But she also knows how to pick a mean hero's journey dream oracle card. So welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, Nancy T. Hi, Kelly. I'm so glad to be here. And I did pull a card. Hey, wait a second. (laughs) This time last week, um, you were becoming a glammy. I was. Does anybody I know what a Glammy is? Or a Gigi <laughs> or a Mimi or a Nana or a Nanny. Anything but that other word. Um, I've been, I've right. Been we don't say the word Nanny. grandma around here, right? Unless it's in a dream. We really don't. No, it's a dream. That's very cool. Yeah. She's a glamorous um, granny. <laughs> yes, yes. And of two beautiful so boys. Two perfect little angels. Oh, my gosh. They're so cute. I can't stand it. It's hard to be on the phone and not kissing them right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. So really quick, read to us the Dream Oracle card, the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle card that you picked for us today. So everybody get at the edge of your seat and listen up. This is your message today brought to you by Nancy T. from the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle deck. Take it away, Nancy. Okay. The the card I picked is called Weird is the New Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <And> it's, <a, laughs> Perfect. Uh, it's bold. Yeah. It's boldly expressed your uniqueness. And on this beautiful card, oh my gosh, there's this woman, a goddess, and there's all these blue swirls around her body, which looks kind of mermaid-esque. And then her hair looks like this red cascading uh, with curls and swirls and, and spirals. And oh, it's so pretty. These cards, if anybody doesn't have them yet, they're crazy. But you definitely want to get them because they're beautiful. And thank you. I have you to, to shout out Rasuli, Rasuli, yeah, Rasuli. Yeah, yeah. So let me hear, let me tell you this quote that goes with this card by Jack Kerouac. He says, The only people for me are the mad ones, the ones who are mad to live 
mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time, the ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars. How about that? Oh, God. Spiders (laughs) across the stars. Jack Kerouac. Man. He could have been somebody. Oh, wait. He was somebody. I love that dude. (laughs) For sure. So the message is you've had a golden experience, one which seems impossible to describe. Yet be reminded of the biblical phrase, to the one in whom much has been given, much is expected. It is your sacred duty to find the words or at least the symbols and courage to express them to your tribe and to the parts of yourself that didn't go on this adventure. If you are called strange or odd behind your back, then so be it. Weird is a mantle to wear proudly because in truly being true to yourself, you might inspire someone else to be more of themselves. When you peer outside the confines of the ordinary world, you encourage others to recognize there's joy in being themselves. The word weird comes from the old English weird, at W-Y-R-D, wired, weird, which means fate, chance, fortune, destiny, and one who stands in both worlds. Be emboldened to be your weird self, for it is the weird ones who bring forward noteworthy contributions. And the mantra is, I validate my uniqueness as soul gold as I share the treasure is multiplied. And the dream symbol is gold. It's actually gold. And that symbolizes abundance, royalty, and wealth. And perhaps you've come to the completion of an internal alchemy process by which you raise the dense energy into the highest vibration, which can now support you and your tribe in living with more spiritual and material affluence. Love this card. Nancy T, thank you so much. So well read and such a perfect one to bring out Bob Haas because there's no one weirder. And I say that with all (laughs) due respect because I love this man. And he is, he's like super grounded and super like boots on the ground, really smart. And yet he, like you would not know that this man is so spiritual and so like weird in the best way, weird in the old English sense of the word. He lives in both worlds in such a powerful way. So let me just tell you a little bit about this dude, Bob Haas. Where is he? Where did he go? Bob Haas, where are you? Oh my God, I had you right here in front of me. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say a little bit about Bob off the top of my head. I swear to God, I had. See, I'm just being a weirdo. I am such a weirdo. Um, drum roll, please, Nancy. A little music, please. A little music interlude. Oh my God, here he is. Bob Haas is the director and past president of the International Association for the Study of Dreams, the director of the Dream Science Foundation for Research Grants, faculty instructor on the at the Hayden Institute, and on the board of the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare. He's an author and editor of four books on dreams, dreams, understanding biology, the psychology and culture, Greenwood um, Press, and dreams that change our lives. I got to have a little piece in that book. Yay. Dream to freedom and dream language. This is the second edition for that. It's now a free download on his dreamscience.org or .com website. His work is also published in Dot org, 
dreamscience.org. Awesome. His work is also published in eight other books and four professional journals. He was the host of Dreamtime Radio. It was a series. It's He's been featured on PBS, Reader's Digest, Prevention, Psychology Today, and USA Today. And that's just the beginning. He's got so many other things going for him. So his two latest books Dream Language, the second edition, again, free download at dreamscience.org, and Dreams, Understanding the Biology, Psychology, and Culture. That's available on Amazon.com. So Dreams, colon, Understanding the Biology, Psychology, and Culture. He's going to be speaking at the IASD, that's the International Association for the Study of Dreams regional event in April 12th through 14th in the Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, my favorite place on the planet, at the Museum of Art and History. You can go to As Dreams to find out more about that. And then he'll be speaking on the East Coast at the Hayden Institute on Dreams and Spirituality, May 26th through 31st. So, Bob, I just want to know if you will adopt me and just take you, take me with you everywhere you go. Will you take Nancy and I and her two Absolutely. twin grand, grandbabies? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, yeah, and her daughter, too. She needs to come. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to talk about lucid dreaming. And that's what that I mean, that's the topic of this moment. And Bob, you you told me that we can talk a little bit about the 10 best things that people can do to enhance lucid dreaming. So I know that you've had some whoppers yourself that have been life changing. Feel free to dive in wherever you want, because I just want to turn the microphone over to you and tell us how we can become better lucid dreamers. Okay, great. Yeah, well, first thing, how to, uh, I think many people know what a lucid dream is, but let me talk a little bit about what it is and why it happens, and then we'll uh, get into some of the experiences, which are uh, actually more than most people understand. Um, what a lucid dream typically is, or is typically understood to be, is uh, you're dreaming along and all of a sudden you realize you're actually in a dream. You know, that, oh, you go, oh my gosh, I'm dreaming, or this is a dream. Um, And at that point, most people try to do things like fly around because it's kind of a magical sort of environment that you feel yourself in. And I'll talk a little bit more about some of those experiences. But lucid dreaming is not, uh, it's a weird state in a sense but it actually isn't too much from a neurological standpoint. What, what ha- is happening is parts of the brain that uh, when, you, when you fall asleep and you dream, m- most of your brain still is active. It's not really all asleep. Um, but there's some areas that are really shut down, and those are like the frontal areas. It's called frontal cortex. And what happens in a lucid dream is that cortex starts to activate a little bit. It lights up. So uh, all of a sudden you have... Uh, you can think, you have willpower and reflective awareness, which you don't normally have in in your dreams, uh, your typical dreams. And then a whole area in the back of the brain that creates the dream imagery activates a little bit more than normal, and that that's why you, your lucid dreams become more colorful. There's you can perceive the space around you better as real. It feels real. So this is kind of what happens in a simplistic way in the brain in lucid dreaming um, to uh, to make it happen. And it 
I think if you ask the general public, about uh, most surveys show that somewhere is uh, like 50 to 85 percent of people have had this experience once at least. Okay, so it's not uncommon and it's not unnatural. And you can do some really healthy things in it. Uh, perhaps what I should do uh, is talk a little bit about the lucid experience because it's a little bit more than most think people think in terms of, oh, I'm just dreaming and I'm going to fly around and have right. fun, uh, which is actually kind of a fun thing to do. Um, right. <laughs> there is various levels of lucidity, and it gets more cosmic and stranger mm. or weirder, as you might say, uh, mm-hmm. as the lucidity increases. Um, the first level uh, basically is you go, oh, I'm dreaming, you know, and you don't do much about it. But sometimes you may be in a dream you don't like, and you go, oh, I want to wake myself up, and you think you woke yourself up, but you bet you find yourself somewhere else. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I woke myself up one time and, and I thought, oh, this is great. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I got out of that dream and then I, I realized I was in my living room. I went, wait a minute, I wasn't sleeping in my living room. <laughs> That's called a false right. awakening. And then mm. th- th- what most people do is play. You know, they'll fly around or they may fiddle around with some of the dream characters or, or do, do something fun, but they find out that... Um, and if they go to the next level and try to control the dream, uh, lucid dreaming is not really dream control. You can kind of control your own actions in the dream. Uh, you can alter mm. parts of the dream, but the dream is still the dream. The dream is greater than you, the ego, are. The role you're playing in a lucid dream and in every other dream is that of the I, I call it the dream ego, but it's it's pretty much your waking ego. It's the part of you that believes that you are all there is. It's your personality, essentially, and you play that role. But that's not all there is to you. You're right. a much greater individual than that. There's a whole unconscious part of yourself that has collected all your experiences from uh, from your lifetime, and there's a cosmic part of yourself that actually has connections with the entire universe. All that stuff is in that dream. So you can control what you're doing, but you can't really control the rest of that. And mm. a, that, that brings about the nice secret about how to deal with you lucid dreams. But the first thing to do is that once you're through playing is explore the dream characters. Go up to them and say, who are you? Where did you come from? What are you? Uh, what do you have to tell me? Something like that. Because these mm-hmm. characters, they're the other parts of yourself. You know, they right. may be other beings or entities or whatever, but for the most part, what you meet in your regular dreams and what you meet in your lucid dreams are parts of yourself. They may mm-hmm. come up, you know, they may just uh, you say, wait, I'm, I'm not a character in your dream and run off and look to, at you strange, which usually is what happens if you accuse them of being a character in your dream. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of funny when that happens. But uh, mm-hmm. but also, if you, you ask them, well, who are you? They might say something like, I'm a higher state of consciousness. Or uh, you know, they'll give you information about who, what part of yourself they are. And um, mm. uh, that, that sort of experience. The next thing to do, though, however, is to realize, and this is very important when a person's lucid dreaming, we talked about what goes on in a regular dream and in a lucid dream being a greater part of yourself. There is a wisdom that comes from 
what Carl Jung called it, the collective unconscious. You know, more colloquially, we'll call it the spirit. It's from your greater right. self. There is a wisdom behind the dream that is watching and is aware of what is going on. It's the greater part of yourself. It's the divine self. And you can turn around in the lucid dream and ask that part a question. You can give it a name uh, or just turn around to the dream as the wisdom of the dream and said, show me something I need to know. That's my favorite phrase because mm, then you've the left it up to the dream wisdom to show you what you need most at that point in time. Mm. Or you can ask it things like, um, uh, you know, what, what is my role in life or how do I get through this situation? And I'll, oh. I'll talk a little bit about what happened to me one time when I asked that situation. It was astounding. Mm -hmm. But that's, Please. you know, that's the most valuable <clears throat> thing to do. And then beyond that, um, many lucid dreamers have learned how to uh, do basically physical healing or you know, mental therapy in the dream. That therapy of nightmare therapy, for example, is, is one of the uh, most common things that are done uh, therapeutically in a lucid mm -hmm. dream. In other words, you meet yourself in these dreams, right. and you might meet parts of yourself that's pretty scary, uh, which come out as a nightmare. And you, you find that if you can turn around and face that thing that frightens you the most, it will disappear, and or it will reduce itself, or it'll become a kind little character. Uh, it, it will it will change when you face it. And this is actually used in in clinical therapy for nightmares yes. uh, at times. And then finally, the and I'm just kind of listing the stages now. We can talk about examples uh, in a little bit sure. here. But um, the the final one is is extraordinary dreams or extraordinary events like out of body or mutual dreaming activities. When you're in a lucid dream, you've tapped what you've done. If you've taken that part of the brain that was previously inactive, which is the conscious self-aware part of the brain, it activates, and now it has direct contact with the unconscious brain, which normally doesn't happen. Normally it's just the unconscious you're floating around with in a dream. But now you have this direct contact, and um, you have the opportunity to have direct contact now between not just parts of yourself, but the more cosmic mm. or spiritual aspect mm. of the universe. Um, and so things like out-of-body experiences, finding yourself in some other location and seeing other things going on, even, you know, at your own will, asking, you know, please take me there, or can I do that? Uh, and mutual dreaming, going and meeting other people uh, who might also be uh, lucid dreaming at the time. Uh, those sorts of experiences can happen in this state. And the key to making them happen is not to try to control the dream, but asking. All you asking have to do questions. is ask. Because if you, That's if you a great try to control thing. dream, it'll, it'll, it'll push back. But if you right. ask the wisdom and say, mm. please let me do this, or show me this, or something like that, you'll get the answer. So this might be a silly question, but I know I've talked to you before about this, how, um, and I don't know, I'm kind of putting words in your mouth, but the notion that when we go to sleep, our, there's parts of our brain that go to sleep, there's parts of our dream, our brain that wake up, 
the parts of our brain that fall asleep, like the prefrontal cortex and all that jazz, isn't it tired? Isn't it, doesn't it need to rest in order to restore itself? Is there, in other words, if it's awake while we're sleeping and we're using it and it's, and it's up and about, then is there a price that we pay on the back end later? Like it didn't get the rest it needed. It's kind of like, you know, when you get up in the night and you don't get a full night's sleep, does it need that? Or is that just, what, no, what's that all? It does not appear to. Uh, there is some, in particularly in what's called non-REM, when your, your eyes aren't moving, uh, there's been some evidence that shows that uh, the brain resting or changing its state in, in, in uh, that sort of sleep uh, is good for physical repair and things like that. Um, but what uh, most of the time, the brain likes to be active. <laughs> in fact, throughout mm. your entire sleep cycle, the brain is always active. It's just that different parts only, you know, uh, turn on and shut off, depending right. on uh, the During the entire night's sleep, you're learning things. For instance, when your brain is not, your eyes are not moving, uh, which is not called non-REM sleep or deep sleep, you, you, the brain practices the events of the day. It sort of goes back mm-hmm. over them, relearns them, and then right. it wakes up into REM sleep and then processes that along with all the other events in your life that are like it to create a, a a mirror of the universe, a, a model of your world, a model of your social world, a model of your mm. uh, your physical world, etc. And so your brain is actually always active. And okay, yeah. So, so lucid dreaming we've got... is such a fantastic state that uh, it, mm. it's certainly very healthy. I think we're all going to become really great lucid dreamers after after listening to the show today. And for those of you who are just joining us, this is this is Ask Doctor Dream. That's me um, here on Unity Online Radio. My guest, the other voice you're hearing, is Robert Haas or Bob Haas, and um, we are talking about lucid dreaming. His website is dreamscience.org. If you want to check out some of the things that he's doing and some of his books. But when we come back from the break in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about the 10 best things you can do to enhance lucid dreaming. And once you're lucid dreaming, this is one of the big takeaways from this earlier segment is to have a game plan, which is have these cool questions that you can ask the dream. You're not just, you're not lucid dreaming. Doesn't mean you're controlling everything. It means that you are you have some directorial input on yourself, but the dream is still the dream. And I love that. That's super important. So we're going to be back in just a few minutes. Again, talking to Bob Haas about lucid dreaming. So get while you're on the break, get your questions together. I see we've got the switchboard lighting up. So call us back. Call us in at 816-251-3555. And we will be right back with you and your questions and your lucid dreams. You're on Unity Online Radio. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts. 
that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Healing is the experience in our life of coming out of the darkness into the light, getting out of the confusion of human consciousness into the allness which is always present. But the allness of infinite life is present even within the illness. So God is not a healer. He doesn't look down upon you and say, well, you're sick, but you're a good person and I like you very much, so I'm going to take this illness away from you. God doesn't take illness away from anybody, nor does God put illness into anyone, which belies a lot of traditional religious thought, too. We talk about, well, suffered to be so, it's God's will, and I guess it's my place to accept it. The will of God must always be the ceaseless longing of the Creator to express itself in that which has created. So it's a constancy, it's a force which is ever seeking to press itself out into visibility as life, as wholeness, as success. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Are you a spiritual explorer? Enrich your journey by engaging in inspiring and uplifting online courses starting now. Powered by Unity Worldwide Spiritual Institute's world-class online learning management system, you can join in live or study at your own pace in the comfort of your home. Check out courses and topics like mindfulness meditation, grief management, spiritual growth, and a lot more. Get help and support to achieve your dreams. Find out more by going to unity.org slash explorers today. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing, another is about finding peace in troubled times, and the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children, so families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. The world is full of people with amazing stories. I'm Diane Ray, and make plans to join me every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central for my radio show, Be Present. Each week, I invite you to join in the conversation as I talk to guests about health and wellness, spirituality, metaphysics, philosophy, and a lot more. I want to share information that you can apply to your life today. Listen live or download the show later on demand. I hope you can tune in here on unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. This is Kelly Sullivan Walden. And before we launch in, I just want to let everyone know that on March 16th from 7 to 9 p.m. live in Los Angeles, I will be hosting an event at the Mystic Journey Bookstore in Venice, California. And I'm going to be co-hosting it with Rasuli, the artist from the Hero's Journey Oracle Cards. And it's going to be a fabulous night. We've got Kosar Abbasi, who will be doing some of her amazing dance to open up. She's a soul Sufi 
dancer and will be it'll the intent of the gathering is to get you more engaged with your hero's journey and your dreams because your dreams are part and parcel of how you navigate your way along your hero's journey so check that out um, at the mystic journey in los angeles so if you're if you live somewhere else just beam yourself over hop on a plane or just take a lucid dream on over to the mystic journey on march 16th all right so before the break i was talking to robert haas and we're talking about lucid dreaming in this segment we're going to get to the 10 things you can do to enhance your lucid dreaming. But first, Robert Haas, give us a flavor of one of your lucid dreams that was that really got you fascinated with this. And then we'll start to take some callers, by the way. The number is 816-215-3555. Okay, Robert Haas, okay. take it very, away. Tell us about quickly. your dream. I just wanted the... Uh, I talked about the, the height of lucid dreaming where you, you turn around and ask the wisdom in your dream uh, what to do in a situation. Yeah. I was actually at the time in a kind of a miserable situation, feeling trapped and miserable, etc. And I had a dream that night where I found myself in a junkyard of old rusting ships, feeling <laughs> trapped and miserable. And suddenly I realized I was dreaming and called out to the wisdom behind the dream, show me what I need to do to get through this situation. At that point, and the situation had to do with dealing with people and things like that, uh, and I, at the point, though, I, when I asked that, what ha- typically happens, the dream sparkles away. At this point, I flew high into the air, into the cosmos, and found myself uh, in an infinite universe of crystal light and the celestial mm-hmm. music playing behind me. And then I looked, I raised my arms in front of me, and I was made out of light. I could see right through them. My whole body was made out of crystal light. Wow. And uh, I was feeling, the feeling was one of pure bliss, like I've never come to feel in, in life at all. I've never felt that blissful under any circumstance. And uh, so I, I, I pondered this for a minute, and I, but then I turned around to uh, the wisdom. I said, well, this is really wonderful, but... What is the answer? What do I need to do to get through this situation? <laughs> and after the wisdom said, you ungrateful wretch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What does what a guy got to do? What do we got to do yeah. to get what through do to I you? What do I got to do in real life? Right. And all of a sudden, I saw these tiny little three-dimensional red hearts floating around in a circle. And they formed a perfect heart in front of me. And I could hear this music in the background, but I couldn't pick out the tune. And all of a sudden, at that moment the tune came up all you have to do or i'm sorry the tune came up <laughs> is love 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 all you mm. need is love and so there was my answer oh i'm covered so, in chills it was, I, it was so astounding I, I, the dream started to go on and i woke myself up uh, so i could remember this all you need is love there was the answer oh my Oh, wow. So, so that's the kind of experience that one can have when they um, trust the dreams and just ask the wisdom. As soon as you start dreaming, quit playing and turn around and ask the wisdom something that's meaningful in your life. So let's talk about uh, the 10 things. Well, 
Hang on one quick second. So we're going to, so why don't you give us one of the 10 things and then I want to bring on, I want to at least bring on one of the callers who's been holding on. I know Luke, I hear you and I see you and I know you've got much to contribute to this conversation. So why don't you give us one and then we'll bring on Luke. And the number, by the way, to call, if you have a question is 816-215-251-3555. Okay, Bob, give us one of our things that we can do that. I use the lucid dream most and it's called wake back to bed. What you do is, you know, your normal sleep, if you wake up early in the morning, like a couple hours before you normally wake up, like 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning, something like that, um, get up and read a book, do something relaxing, etc., for about an hour, and then go back to sleep. And what happens is it changes your whole circadian rhythm enough that it will uh, quite often bring you into a lucid dream. I say mm. for me, it happens maybe 30% of the time when I do that. Uh, it happened last night. I did that. I woke up early and, and went back to bed and had another lucid dream. So so that's just one of the techniques. And um, oh, in a later great. show, we can talk about a ball. Okay, great. Well, we will. So hold okay. on one second. So we've got Mr. Luke, Luke, Luke. <laughs> Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, Mr. Luke. How are you? Welcome <laughs> to the show. Hi, Miss Kelly. How you doing? I'm so good. Um, so happy to hear your voice. So what what's on your heart and mind regarding lucid dreaming, you powerful lucid dreamer, you? <laughs> well, I can't talk long because I'm on my lunch break, uh, but I wanted to share a lucid dream that I had way back, I would say probably about 2010. All right. um, it was uh, when I was going to the school of metaphysics and I was also kind of I was in the final phases of going through my divorce. And I was also reading the book, Parahamsa Yogananda's Autobiography of a Yogi. And uh, so the dream I had, at first it was kind of chaotic. And then in the dream, I ended up on the shore of this huge lake. And that's when I began to become self-aware in the dream. And at that point, when I realized that I was dreaming, I was like, okay, I want to manifest my wizard wand. So (laughs) I concentrated and all of a sudden it appeared in my hand. And I was like, yes. And uh, so I extended the wand out over the lake, and all of a sudden the lake divided in half. And I floated across uh, the water, or or the partition of the water. And uh, there was a, what looked like kind of like a a cement concrete type structure in the middle of the pond that became apparent whenever the waters were parted. But it was Mm. sealed off with a lid, and I was trying to, cut the lid open and the wand shape-shifted into what looked like an angelic sword, like a double-sided angelic sword. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I wrote the dream down after afterwards and I shared it in my class at the School of Metaphysics. And one of the things that my teacher at that time had said is like whenever you have dreams about swords, of course, they usually represent uh, a tool for transformation. But he said like a double-sided sword is usually indicative of karma, being able to wield karma in an in- angelic way. And uh, also, too, wow. one of the things that the doctors used to say is whenever you have an experience where there's a, a lucid dream, look to the quality of your thoughts the previous three days because usually mm. you have a thought form that has uh, evoked that that experience. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Bob, what do you have to say about that? About um... Well, I, I like the, uh, the 
part about uh, look to your thoughts, the quality of your thoughts the last three days. Yeah. This is actually what all dreams are, are dealing with. They're dealing right. with your life and your thoughts. And the nice thing about lucid dreaming is, like you said, the thought form not only comes alive like it would normally do in a dream, but now you can deal directly with it. You can, right. You can go up to that, that, that thing with the top on it and actually take some sort of action uh, with it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's the uh, the value of lucid dreaming. Mm, right. That's so powerful. Luke, thank you. Um, so um, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, yeah. I was also going to say um, the te- one of the, the doctors at the School of Metaphysics also gave the tip of if you want to, like a, a tool for invoking lucid dreaming was in your daytime, whenever you're driving down the road, pay attention to any of the signs that you see on the road. Because mm. the more attention you are paying in the present moment, the more that attention will be reflected in the dream. As right. like going back to the quality of thought. That's that's one of the uh, the ten tips. <laughs> Yay! Okay, we've only got eight more to go. Uh, no, that's great. Actually, Carlos Castanetis was uh, those books by Carlos Castanetis was one of the first times that we learned about reality testing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for participating. I know you've got to get back to your lunch. I'm going to put you on hold so you can you can still listen until you're done. But thank you so much for calling in and contributing, and what a cool dream to share. All right. <laughs> thank you, Miss Kelly. You're welcome, you. Mr. Bye-bye. Luke. Okay, bye. So, Bob, all right, give us an, a third tip of something we can so, – so we know there's the waking back to sleep, and then um, – and then there's the contemplating what you've been, oh, paying attention to the signs why don't I just, and why don't asking. I just go through a, a list of them now. Do we, do we have enough time right. I can list them and we can yeah. get yeah. Into a, a little bit? Okay, good. Uh, the first thing I want to say, there, there are a few personality types of personality practices, you might say, that where people who do this or have these capabilities most often lucid dream. One of them is meditative practice getting to know yourself, getting to know the cosmos most, and, and being able to, in meditation, you kind of live in that world anyway, lucidity. Uh, openness to experience in your inner self. If you're closed off and you think the, the world is just the way that the ego thinks it is, you're going to have a tough time, <laughs> uh, lucid mm-hmm. dreaming, and the ability to visualize. Now, that's kind of a brain thing, but um, there are certain practices like meditation, for example, that will help you visualize. So those are the personality characteristics. But the first of the actual practices tips, you know, the first one just simple, it's incubation. Just like you would normally incubate a dream, you go uh, mm-hmm. before you go to sleep at night, you tell yourself, tonight I'm going to have a dream, go over this multiple times in your head, visualizing you're having a dream that is lucid, and you're going to wake up and you're going to remember it. That's one of the simplest techniques. Um, then there's the castanatus technique, the reality testing. And Carlos Castanatus talked about you, you hold your uh, uh, hands up in front of your face during the day, you know, quite often. And then in the dream, you what you've done, you've practiced it so many times during the day that in the dream you do it, and, you, and that reminds you that you are dreaming, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, that extends to other reality testing. Periodic during the day going, you look around and say, is this real or is this a dream? And, of course, in the daytime, it's real. But the thing that does is it practices your mind so that you can, you will remember to do that when you're in the dream. You'll go, oh, is this mm-hmm. real or is this waking? That's, that's another technique that works fairly well. Uh, there is a, a, a technique called 
mild, which combines a number of these techniques, uh, which is reality testing, the affirmations, denial, have illusion, the dream, etc. Visualize. It's important to visualize yourself having a lucid dream, and then mm. uh, you know uh, when you wake, remember your dream as completely as you can. So it's mild is is what Laberge used, but what it is is a whole combination of these other techniques. The one that I like because. You don't have to do a whole lot other than just wake up and read a book or something like that. Is wake back to bed. Uh, I, I mentioned that. Wait, but get, what is it? Up. But mild does mild stand for something? Why oh, is yeah. it called mild? Yeah, mnemonic induction of lucid dreams, and it really the induction is is during the ta- daytime. Ask yourself if you're dreaming. It's it's a whole bunch of different affirmations. So ask yourself: Is this a dream or is this wake? And then the affirmation before you go to sleep at night, tonight I will have a lucid dream, et cetera, et cetera. And visualize in your head having a lucid dream and going through a dream, maybe even on a subject that, that you're worried about that day. That, that's, that's really what mild is. It's a combination of those techniques. And then, Ooh, uh, so, the, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The Bob. one that works the best for me is the wake back to bed. And what I do mm-hmm. is, which is, I, I wouldn't recommend is because uh, computers and blue light and things like that can actually make it harder to go back to sleep because mm-hmm. they uh, reduce the serotonin or the circadian. Yeah, but the what I do is I, I I'll wake up, I'll get out of bed, I'll actually go on my computer, do some email or work on something relaxing for about an hour. And then go back to bed, and I'll pop a little melatonin, okay? And, mm. uh, and to, that kind of offsets the computer blue light because it's the melatonin that gets decreased, uh, actually, mm. when, when you look at the light. And uh, go back to sleep. And quite often when I do that, uh, I will have, then I will find myself having a lucid dream. So that one seems to work pretty well. Uh, and it's fairly easy to do if you happen to wake up in the middle of the night. You know, there's um, because I often do that. I love to get up at three in the morning and write for a couple of hours and go back to bed for like a, a minute or I mean, no, go back to bed for a little bit. And then I always have the most powerful dreams. But on the iPhone, there's um, I know the newer ones, they have a setting so that it's not a blue light. It's like a soft, rosy red light. Right. So that's kind yeah. of a helpful thing. Yeah, so we've got let me see. I want to see who this caller is, Mr. I think I know who this is. Is this Mr. Brett Walker, a.k.a. Gilman? Hello. Brett Walker. Hey, you've been having lucid dreams? Welcome, welcome. What's going on? Uh, I haven't been having lucid dreams. I've actually been wondering about my fear of having lucid dreams. Uh, It seems to me I'm afraid of something, and I, I really have been trying to... Uh, do the mild technique, and I've got questions I ask and, and things like that. But how, does a, maybe a fear of anything get in the way of dreaming? Wait a second. So, Bob, are you listening to this? Dreaming. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, because uh, when you're particularly REM state dreaming, which is where you're having your more vivid dreams, it's fear mm-hmm. that actually uh, it triggers the dreams quite often because it's the limbic system and the amygdala uh, which lights up very heavily in your dream state more than it does in waking life. Uh-huh. And okay. so that's why our dreams tend to be a little bit more negative uh, more often. 
And so if you fear something, it should actually trigger a dream. Um, it, and in the case of a lucid dream, it should actually trigger, you should actually face the fear in the dream, which which is great because it allows you to dissolve that now. But, but isn't there that isn't there a whole thing like if you're scared in the dream and I've heard this a lot and I've done this myself like oh my god I'm having a lucid dream oh my god I'm having a lucid dream it's like I'm flying yeah, what oh, thank, you. thank you for that Kelly because that's important too. yeah that's an important point in order to retain a lucid dream you have to dampen your emotions mm. part of lucidity one of the things that happens to the brain during lucidity is the limbic system will actually decrease. Uh, in its activation. So it could very well be the fear has actually overactivated that to the point where it prevents yeah. the lucidity from fully forming. That sounds great. That yeah. sounds perfect. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Is that yeah. along the lines of what you're asking, Brett? So like you're in, you're starting to have a lucid dream and then suddenly you get, you it kind of freaks you out because it's so amazing? Yeah. It, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's like a fear. It's like an anticipation. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. Oh God. Oh yeah, that that will immediately wake you up. And, <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the key to staying in a lucid dream. I've been able to stay in the lucid dreams now for like forty-five minutes or so oh. at a time. Uh. And and the whole key is to not get excited. Mm. Uh, and uh, although <laughs> good luck know, the with bliss, that, the bliss dream I just told you was the most blissful feeling in my life. So there's a level of lucidity. Uh, where you can go beyond that, obviously. But the key well, this is, is to like, not get excited and say, well, I have a lucid this dream. Is, <laughs> this is like what you were talking about, though, um, um, Bob. You were talking about rehear- like practicing, seeing yourself lucid dreaming. So it seems like a really cool meditation would be to envision that you are you're laying in bed and you're having a lucid dream and you're so calm and it's fantastic lucid dream but you're totally chill and you even try to get freaked out but you can't you're like "Ah, i'm good i'm fine yeah now what is it you're afraid of what is the fear because it it, it, good question it's a (laughs) and i've never had one i think that's the deal is it's just that unknown the unknown oh, I, I got aspect it, yeah. of it. It's like, what's going to happen if I let go of this bed? Is it just going to whisk me off to nowhere? Yeah. Never Ooh, like, yeah. yeah. You know, think in terms of a lucid dream being absolutely normal function of the human brain. There really is nothing. Even though it feels magical, it's really just normal brain function that's, or, you know, slightly abnormal brain function because we don't always lucid dream. Uh, but, but there's something uh, it, there's something that is uh, that I understand this that I want I think I want to just shine a little bit more light here because it is such a it's like in the movie The Truman Show the scene at the end of the movie where Truman bumps up against the wall and he's like oh my god are you kidding all this time it's been a set and then he walks behind it it's kind of like a lucid dream is like that moment where it's like oh, things are not what I thought there's something else going on. I was, I was so into this thinking that this dream was, was like the only thing that is, but now I'm awake in it. It changes yeah. everything. Well, that wall, that wall on the Truman show is like the wall that we place ourselves in, in waking life. Our, it's our ego boundaries. Okay. Yes. And those ego boundaries exist even in our dreams. They are us. We play that yeah. role in our normal dreams. The nice thing about lucidity is you break through that wall and you see all the rest of the dream is now parts of your own universe, parts of yourself that you can deal with directly. 
Wow. Brett, is this helping? Much. Is this giving you some some guidance about what you're going to yes, do tonight? Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to. I have a feeling because every time techniques for sure. Yeah, and every time I give Brett homework for his dreams, he does it. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's just a different version of me. That's right. Yeah. A calm, chill version of you that's like, yeah, I can have the universe on a string. Yeah. I'm like the center <laughs> of all gorgeous creation, and I am loved. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> if you can do that chill, in your dream, you can do that in life. <laughs> totally surfs up dude okay <laughs> yeah. let it flow. oh wow let it flow let it flow oh brett thank you so much for joining us it's always a great you. to hear your voice and every time i give you a dream assignment you do it so i have a feeling oh. i'm gonna hear from you next week and you will have a great lucid <laughs> dream to report that'd be awesome yeah try to wake that to bed try to wake that to bed see if it works i will yeah that I might will. be the easiest yeah, there's We're, another one too that I'll, I'll talk about called Wild. Right. Since we've been talking Tell about us. Wild early on. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. There's one, it, it's weird and wild, but it's very hard to do. It's called Wild, stands for Wake Induced Lucid, lucid Dreaming. And that's where you kind of, um, it's easier in, during an afternoon nap uh, or maybe mm-hmm. in the morning when you go back to sleep, but you, but you relax your mind and all and out for about an hour before going to bed or maybe do some meditation or something. And then as you go to sleep, and that's why it particularly works in the afternoon because when you're really tired, uh, you pay attention to your physical body as you go to sleep. Uh, and just, just, just keep hold of physicality and reality as you go to sleep. And what typically will happen is you will feel yourself, your body shut down. It's a weird feeling. And find yourself in this absolutely magical state, uh, but you don't uh, lose consciousness. And um, it, 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 like it, it's very hard to do, but if, if you can try it during your naps and things like that, it might really be an interesting feeling. Because I've done a, that often with Dana, heard? and it, I find myself talking when I'm in it, like wanting to report on what I'm seeing. And ah. there's some really interesting things. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I have to talk like I'm in a whisper so I can, so I don't distract myself out of the dream, but, but I can comment on, okay, now we're flying, now we're landing. Okay, now this popsicle stand just showed up, and now we're spinning to the left. Oh, now to the right. Now, you know, I can kind of do a commentary. <laughs> It's kind of amazing. I told Dana next time I do it to start recording it just to see if there turns out that there's any story to it or I don't know. But I, that that's an easier thing to, to me than than regular lucid dreaming. Right. Well, I love. <laughs> I, think I love. I've only been able to do it a couple of times. I loved it because it was. Uh, it gives you the, the perspective of the difference between waking uh, consciousness and. This mm-hmm. dream consciousness, which is like a magical state. You suddenly feel like you're a part yeah. of your entire environment and you have magical like powers. <laughs> that, that blew me away the first time that happened. So. Well, isn't it amazing? Because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And we've right. heard that so many times. It sounds like such a cliche, but it's true. And in a lucid dream, you really get to experience what it is to to be that blend of spiritual and human and exactly. and create magic. And in some way, I think lucid dreaming, I don't know, in my mythology, I think we're all angels that came to earth so that we could explore density. And But when, in a lucid dream, I feel like we get to have a little bit of a reunion with that 
infinite untethered part of ourself and still have earth consciousness. It's yeah. like a really I, sweet. I agree. That's, that's very much the way I look at it as well. It's just fascinating. Mm -hmm. Well, we have just a couple of minutes and I'm going to have you back. Um, I don't know, maybe next week we haven't scheduled that, but we're going to do a part two of this so we can get deeper into each of these incredible techniques that you've just talked about. Um, but you've got a couple of books that just came out. So I want you to say a little something and about how people, the best way people to reach you and see you and, and to get your books. So Dream Language okay. Second Edition, what's up with that? Yeah, well, that I my my very first dream book was called Dream Language, and it's it's old, and I decided to update it, but <laughs> not to try to go through the publishing with a publisher this time, but to offer it as a free download on my website. Wow. It contains all the latest research. It contains more information on lucidity, uh, and uh, what we now know from in the psychology of dreaming and things like that that we didn't know a decade or so ago. So you also a have a section. Book, you have a section on colors and emotions and gestalt and exactly, all kinds of stuff yeah, like that. Uh, various te dream working techniques using Jungian techniques, gestalt techniques, uh, uh, which is Fritz Perls, and uh, uh, research I did on the color in dreaming is a simple color questionnaire that everybody has fun with. It's mm. all over the internet right now. I, I'm oh my god, we got to talk about that. We'll talk about that yeah. on the next show. And then okay. just because we just have a second here, so we've got dreams, understanding the biology, psychology, and culture, and that's available on Amazon.com. Right. And can't recommend oh, the, it enough. The first and one, the download is dreamscience.org. And I'm Perfect. in the middle of updating that site, so it may get a little bit wonky in the next couple of weeks, but uh, I keep trying. It's a dream science. That's so generous. You are so generous, and you always are such a, you're such an ally in my world, and I so appreciate you coming on and enlightening all of us here on Unity Online Radio. So check out Dr. Bob Haas at dreamscience.org. And until we meet again on this show, don't take your dreams lying down, and we'll see you next week with some lucid dreams to report. Sweet dreams. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.